When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. It's fair to say that the dog could nearly be a, an adopted Tasmanian. Well, he? guess where I'm heading to tomorrow, Sammy? Devonport. <laughs> wow. For the third time in four weeks, I'm back you down to it. the – I call, do you know what? I call it the mainland, <laughs> and we're all on, on the island. Tassie's the mainland. Um, so it's exciting. I caught up with Matty Reid uh, in the mounting yard down in Hobart, and he was, he was tipping outstandingly. Um, so it would be good to have a chat to him as well. Uh, good, yeah. Well, uh, we've got a bit on offer today. We're going to have a chat to uh, Neil Walsh, who uh, is uh, does a great job there with the owners, uh, just uh, making sure that uh, they've got plenty to do at the races. And yeah, good meeting at uh, at Launceston. It's going to be a while. It's been a while since they've raced at Launceston. So, uh, uh, and an interesting meeting there on Sunday. Matt Reed, as you say, uh, we're going to have a chat to Brennan Ryan, Jamie Cockshot, the superstar. And Mark Yole, who has uh, uh, been in good form of late and rounded out with uh, Tommy Hackett with all the winners uh, for Sunday's meeting and over the weekend uh, over there in Tassie. But we're going to have a chat to Neil Walsh. Neil, welcome. Uh, of course, owner and founder of Taz Bloodstock and uh, knows all about the gallops uh, over there. Neil, how do we find you this morning? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Sammy, and yourself. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's been a few weeks, actually, since we spoke to you. And, you know, I, I it, it dawned on me after I did that Taz Racing talk and we had you on that, of course, you are the Neil Walsh that used to be Peter Healy's right-hand man and then obviously uh, worked at uh, at uh, Tony Noonan's when I was uh, spent some time there. They were good days back then, weren't they? They were good days, Sammy. They were good days. Just trying to think of that I, big I want to know how your co-host has pulled up just quietly. <laughs> Very good. No, I'm okay. Oh, he's, I, a, he's amazing. I, I tell you what, he's sneaky the dog deal. He just he just he just <laughs> he just goes quietly. He's he's like he 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 paces himself with the drinks. I've noticed that on on the couple of occasions I've been on the juice with him, and he just he doesn't over race too much. He just keeps it steady, steady, and I think that's why uh, why he pulls up all right. It's it's for those that over race like myself that uh, seem to be rusty the next day. We had a great day uh, at Hobart on Sunday, and uh, and a great week with uh, the dark mofo on in uh, in Hobart, and um, yeah, very very fun week. I've, I've needed a few early nights sleep, uh, Neil, as you can imagine, but it's been good fun. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. It was great to see you down here. And we've got, yeah. a, big, we've got a big race day Sunday, the uh, the Deloraine Cup, and you've had a significant part in, in organising many of the facets of the day. Yeah, look, really big day planned. So, um, on the quick backup, um, look, 
Bellarine community, it's a it's a real it's a fantastic community, um, a real racing community, and they love their footy as well. And um, I think I last counted about six pubs in there, so they they like a drink and a good time as well. So obviously, with when Bellarine shut there back in two thousand and five. Um, Sunday's just about, you know, reinvigorating the day for them and, and for the town and they've absolutely got behind it and um yeah, looking forward to a to a really big day to be honest. Was Deloraine the track they they had uh they used to have jumps racing there? Yes, and the live steeples. So and they're yeah, still I there actually. That, so you've got yeah, you got the footy club there in the middle, um, which is a really big, um, really big footy club, and um, they do a great job. And I've been to a few functions there and been to a few games. And like I say, they sort of go hand in hand with the racing and and uh, and supporting each other. So a uh, lot of history there, going back there through the jumps and trying to sort of pay homage to to those both both equine and humans there on um, Sunday as well with races like the Misty Weather and. Uh, the Malure, of course, and uh, the Inchgar and Terry Rolls and Guy Newark Memorial, et cetera, et cetera. So. And great to have Froggy uh, back to ride at the meeting. Yeah, he's been awesome. As soon as I reached out to him, um, absolutely incredible he's been. So I think he's he's he's, he's, he's got plenty of the uh, family and friends up there you know, in the members' dining and another eight um, rug rats going to be running around. So, um, yeah, he's really got behind it. Um, for the live auction, there's a young... A young Deloraine um, boy uh, that we're doing a fundraiser for. Well, the Deloraine community is doing a fundraiser, but we're going to chip in for the uh, we'll we, we Will Walk for Oscar Cripps, um, which is a local Deloraine family and a young child with uh, leukaemia. So Froggy's it's going to go through a live auction, but um, he sent me over the best um, best photo of signed photo of uh, Miss Andretti um, that you'll ever see. So um, I'm, I think that'll bring some big bucks. I'm hoping so, and um, also a tidy Malua racing team. Team Malua have been absolutely brilliant. So going back to um, tying that back in with Deloraine, he obviously, well, most versatile horse ever um, in Australia. I think he won, he won a he won an Oakley Plate in Newmarket, uh, Melbourne Cup, and a Grand National. So don't think we'll see that again. Outstanding cause, and hopefully you raise plenty of money. Um, Froggy is reuniting with one of uh, his old favourites, Newhart. That's um, well, he's ridden this horse uh, on 15 of the uh, the 17 career starts, and he's had plenty of success, so it's a, it's a nice touch. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'll be honest, I wouldn't like to be carrying his saddle out there. Yeah. I mean, well, Froggy, for, 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 Froggy's walking around about 50, 50, and the horse has got 64, so we might need two people to carry the saddle out, Barry. But, um, no, it's going to be a... It's going to be a ripping race and a really interesting, obviously, you know, horse of the year versus, you know, um, we'll take the Sitzer Group three winner. So, and then you've got, you know, old war horses like um, Blaze Fourth, who's found a new lease of life again, and even Ethical Dilemma can bob up. So, um, couldn't sort of plan it better for a, you know, the off season to get a field like that um, for the Deloraine Cup is, yeah, enormous. And what sort of crowd are you expecting there on on uh, on Sunday, Neil? And and really? how does how does anyone get involved in the day? Yeah, so look, expecting a really good crowd. I don't think the um, weather's going to be great, but that's um, that's winter racing for you. But we've got um, look, we've got a heat going on. I uh, know the the uh, upstairs in the members' dining, um, which we've also got uh, Snowy Clark coming over. Um, uh, Malua have sent him over to do some guest speaking and that as well. So it's been really well received. I think they're nudging 200 up there. And I'm, well, we're opening up the uh, public bar beside the um, Tasmanian Bloodstock Lounge there um, to cater for everybody. And we've got some uh, live local music 
um, from Kiana, who's um, actually plays for the women's footy team at um, she's full forward there at the Deloraine uh, Footy Club on the women's team, and uh, yeah, expecting a really good crew. We've got got a bus coming down. Um, Buses picking up at Deloraine pubs and then onto the Westbury and Carrick Inn. And uh, I think there's only one or two seats left on that out of about 40 or 50 seat, seat bus. So, uh, look, anyone, all's welcome on the day, uh, rock up. Otherwise, they can reach out to us through the socials on um, on uh, Tasmanian Bloodstock on the Facebook page. Keep in contact. And great to see that the uh, pubs getting involved in, in the uh, sponsorship of the races. And I'm sure... Uh, It'll be obviously a big day and a big day back at Dalaraine. No, for sure. Really looking forward to it. And um, I think it's something we can keep building on um, over the next few years. All right, Neil, thanks very much. Best of luck with that uh, on Sunday. Have you got a tip for us for the meeting? I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, I'm going to stay out of the cup. I think Tavi Splash is probably the best in the seventh. Um, Gwen Stevenson's horse, you would have seen him over there. He ran second at Cranbourne um, there a few weeks back. And very smart horse in the Malua three-year-old, which is the other feature of the day, very magic. Uh, one by about five and a half feet, your old mate. You, I'm sure you would have watched the races. Poor old Nico couldn't get near it. Um, <laughs> if he runs, if it runs back up to that, uh, it's going to be hard to catch around long test, I would have thought. Good on you, Neil. Uh, have a great day on Sunday. It's uh, obviously all for a great cause, and we want everybody to uh, to support it. So best of luck there. Good on you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Walshie. There is a Neil Walsh, and uh, doing a great job over there, and he's tipped us into Tabby Splash for Glenn Stevenson, drawn a good gate for Daniel Ganderton in race number seven. As we go to Matt Reed, who is going to give us all the winners for the card, and Matt, as I touch on, uh, I tell you what, I watched, uh, I watched a few there the other day. I see Sigrid got one up uh, last week, and that uh, premiership battle, it's going to go oh, neck and neck in the last month. It, Sammy, it's unbelievable. Cody Jordan hasn't ridden a winner for seven weeks. Seven weeks. What's going on, Matty? How's this possible? Is that is that longer than your lengthiest suspension, Brownie? Seven weeks. Uh, yeah, it is because my longest was six, and I got that a couple of occasions, but never seven. <laughs> I yeah, took the guilty well, plea, by the way, eight from down to six. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure Cody's got um, some really good rides on on Sunday, and I, I was there when you were having a chat with her on um, Sunday in Hobart, and she was really good about it. Everyone sort of asking, "Are you going to have a winner today?" She's sort of saying, "Well, look, I went through the same thing last year." It's not for a lack of sort of good rides either. She's had a, a lot that have been in the market, but um, I guess it's one of those when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. But early on in particular on Sunday's program in Launceston, she'll have some really uh, good chances again at the front of the market. Eight Margaritas, race two, Vetlander, race three, and, and Tennessee Beach, wowee. It just has to win if you look at the quality of that race. So I'm hoping that... Cody can at least just get one off her back so that um, we can focus on on the premiership chase and not the fact that she's been idle for almost two months now. As an apprentice, is it, and Sammy, you might be able to answer this better than um, Maddie. Do you lose confidence, Sammy, if you if you're riding horses you're expecting to win and they're not, and you, you can't? I, I can tell you, I can tell you about losing confidence, Brownie. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well. 
There's no doubt that, uh, yeah, it, it becomes uh, obviously very frustrating when you go to the races with a good book of rides and and, and then you come home with... Uh, with donuts, it's um, yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. And then when it happens, obviously week after week, and and then it then it uh, starts to become a bit of a problem. And the fact that you know it's then you start going to the races and people are highlighting it. And obviously you, the leading jockey in Tassie, and then uh, you haven't had a winner for a while, and then everyone's going, "What's going on?" And right, so then it gets, you know, it gets uh, all a bit. A bit of a snowball uh, effect. Exaggerated or, yep. you know, it, it becomes, you know, so then it's always on your mind. And I think, um, as Matt said, going to the races on Sunday, if if you get one out of the way early, it, next thing it's uh, you're back in the zone and you get the monkey off the back. If if you put it that way and just say, right, now let's concentrate on winning this premiership because it's, uh, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's becoming a, you know, it's becoming a pretty tight race, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's a, it's a hard one for Cody in that um, the, the jockey landscape in Tassie is probably in a place that really it's never been at before. The the depth of our senior ranks sort of aren't overly strong, which has lent itself to an apprentice like Cody finding herself in a position where she's been a long way in front and, and Erica Byrne-Burke's in third. But Cody outrode her claim Oh, well, it'd probably be almost six months ago now. So we've seen that the the opportunities afforded to the apprentices has been great, but I guess the, the trade-off for that is that they're riding so many winners, which means that their claim goes a lot quicker as well. And we obviously find that it's harder to uh, to ride the winners without that claim. So Cody's claiming zero now. Chelsea Baker just outrode her three-kilo claim in Hobart on Sunday with the double. She's down to two. Erica Byrne Burke, who was flying early with the three kilo claims, found a little bit harder with one and a half. So, I guess a lot of these apprentices coming on board early would be thinking, "Geez, how good is this? Just winners for fun with those big claims." But I guess it's not quite as easy when you when you don't have that substantial claim there as well. Maddie, we haven't raced uh, in Lonnie since. Well, people call it Good Friday. I call it Great Friday because there's racing and footy on. Um, Rail at 11 metres, how's, uh, how's that going to affect things? Oh, look, uh, the last Rail 11 in Lonnie wasn't, um, was last there in, in November last year. I had a look at that meeting. It was probably Rail off, if anything, but it was a, a different sort of time of year. It was early in the, the night racing season. As you say, Brownie, we come back after two months off. I tend to think this will be a program where on speed early, but given there's a bit of rain around Lonnie, it's a seven on Friday. I think the inside might chop out and, and they'll be making some ground um, down the outside a bit later on. But I'd say we've got an 11 metre rail because of the, the sort of track renovations that they're doing there. I'd say that the inside of the track they're still working on and, and we'll gradually move in there for for the next couple of meetings, but I was interested in what Neil said about the second of his selections that he gave you because it's the first of my best bets, and that's Fairy Magic. And a pretty interesting three-year-old race, this one. I, I touched on just earlier, Vetlander for Cody Jordan. Trolled like a bomb there uh, at Devonport recently. And we've got one that's coming across here, uh, Master Sun. I don't know how much you boys might know about this, but it was trained by Paddy Payne in the Price Bloodstock colours, the Bulldogs colours there. It's now with um, the Mark Ganderton uh, down here. So 14 back to 11. I didn't love the setup for it. I'm not sure about the strength of that Castadon maiden that it won. 
Um, Fairy Magic went within a second of the track record on debut as a three-year-old filly on a Hobart track in May and was only about three or four lengths behind a music edition in the open-class sprint there as well. So absolutely smashed the clock there. She'll go forward along with uh, Vetlander. They look the speed in the race, but... Fairy Magic has a five-kilo swing on Vetlander with Lizzie Annals claiming two here. So um, I'm pretty keen on Fairy Magic as well. And I'd be interested to see what the market does because it went around at $21 on debut and, and Vetlander and, and the Master Stun bring pretty strong SP. So it might be one that, that the market misses a little bit and I've got Fairy Magic firm favourite. Uh, will it be easy work for Newhart? Newhart, oh, it's a tough one, Sammy. I mean, you've seen a lot of races, uh, racing. I mean, what do you do with horses like this? He's obviously a class performer. Um, the negatives are he basically pulled up with an injury when he flopped there at Caulfield last start. He's had bone chips in his leg um, replaced. Connections don't want to claim with him, so he's going to cl- uh, ride with 64 and, and Foggy taking the ride there. He's obviously got bigger fish to fry. I have to be against him here just giving nine kilos to a horse like Take the Sit, who um, has won four times over the 1,400, three times at the track and distance, one here in the, the Group 3 level on Lonnie Cup. I think, just think it's going to be uh, a really big ask, even comparing Newhart to a horse like Blazeforth, um, who has met him time and time again at Wake for age level. He'll be giving that horse um, almost nine kilos as well. So I'll be hoping that Newhart sort of hits the line for a good solid placing but probably betting around him beautiful all right well best of luck with those tips and uh we'll catch you again next week matt thanks fellas talk soon cheers mate there is matt reed with uh his tips for the dullarane meeting uh well dullarane theme meeting at uh launceston for sunday it's going to be a beauty let's take a break Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. One o'clock this afternoon, we just saw the running of the first race at Rockhampton where the shorty gets the money high ground. Now, back to Taz Racing Talk and Brennan Ryan is on the line. Brennan, uh, big night in Hobart last night. I must say, uh, I was... I watched a couple the other night, Tuesday night, rip on by at 26 bucks. Zoras River at $19. There was some value to be found. And, and then again last night. Yeah, there was a quite a few upsets throughout the program. And, you know, not every favourite's obviously going to salute, as we all know. But, um, you know, the program itself, uh, we saw a couple of interesting runs there, especially in the first race. Uh, a good run between Wimburn, Blondie and Dawny Dream, but I think on the outside, Velvet Queen got up. And, look, she's not one of the greyhounds that you'd, uh, you'd want to be following every time she goes around. She's been out of the pacing for a while, but she got a beautiful rails run turning for home. And, you know, she just stalked them and you know, got up there in the last stride. And I think she paid about $21 as well. So there was, yeah, there was a night of um, plenty of drama, that's for sure. Now, uh, the Morgan Stakes was taken out by Jordan Titan. Yeah, uh, look, very good dog there for uh, Debbie Cannon and, and Ian so, so well. And, look, the Greyhound just continues to uh, hold his form. And um, he stood up the third-grade company. Uh, the favourite in that race was um, Aston Casey. And this Greyhound got the job done. And he, he's not badly bred either. He, he comes from the 
famous line of the never duplicated, which is a good Victorian um, bloodline there, and he uh, got the job done to beat Tarelli and Gold Symbol. So, uh, yeah, Debbie's got a, a very handy team there at the moment that continues to go through, and the MA Morgan Stakes is a race that's uh, in recognition of um, our, well, the founding father of greyhound racing in Tasmania, M.A. Morgan. Um, he started off the Hobart Greyhound Racing Club and helped push to uh, get the registration done for the Launceston Club back uh, back in the early 30s. So, um, yeah, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be able to have racing like we have today. Fantastic. Now, you've got the uh, Oaks and the Derby uh, on Monday night at Launceston. Yeah, some very good racing there coming up at uh, at Lonnie there on Monday night. Uh, they're both um, 40 years old, those two races there, the Tasmanian Derby and the Tasmanian Oaks. Well, we'll take a look at the Oaks final, which is uh, coming up at... Uh, no, we'll look at the Derby, sorry, which is race five on the program. And uh, look, the nominations fell away due to um, just a lack of noms. So... We've got a, a, a final-only field, and Nalan Fencer probably comes into the race in brilliant form. He was a winner in Hobart last night, and uh, Neville's no stranger to winning in Tassie Derby. He's won it a, quite a few occasions, and this round won the Ellingworth Classic earlier this year, so he's looking to score a, a pretty good double there, and I think he can handle the draw from box seven. He's got good early speed, and uh, he should be able to cross in there. So, um, yeah, he looks my standout in that. And then in the Oaks final, which is race seven, Look, Winburn Ruby is just a, an outstanding greyhound. She ran 29.43. She was on the back up for, uh, on her first run back after 74 days off and, yeah, got the job done there to run 29.43. She has got a PB of 29.30. She's drawn, oh, you know, very harshly out of block six. She wants the rails, but if she's up within top four, you know, within the first 100 metres of the race, she's going to tell them where, she, where they are and... Yeah, I think she'll be the one to beat in uh, race seven. And, and also, we've got a, a staying event happening on um, on Monday night as well. Race four, the RL Foley Perpetual Stakes. This will be our first 7.20 for the year. And uh, Quick Joey Small will probably go around as the favourite. We have no actual market up on the field just yet. But Brian Grand, who took out the winner stakes last Monday night over 600, this will be his first go over the distance. And... There's not many greyhounds here in Tassie that have won over all three distances, and he's just a brilliant greyhound who's won 28 from 72 starts. So hopefully he can get the cash, and yeah, it's going to be an exciting race to uh, to see unfold in the 720 metre event there on Monday night. Really good night of racing, and you yourself have ha- had a lot to do with uh, behind the scenes stuff for, for that meeting on Monday night. The meet wouldn't be going ahead without him, Sammy. That's my mail. Oh. <laughs> Brownie, yeah. Uh, yes, no, I work um, as a club secretary there and um, we do a lot of um, promotions behind it and thanks to Size on Ice, we uh, did a lot of um, breeding initiatives there and the heat winners from the Oaks, they all got a straw to West on Augie and um, on Monday night, the winner of the Oaks final will get a straw to Ando's Max. So, and the Derby supported by Tanya Retro, who's a member of the Legislation Council here in, T- in Tassie and just a great supporter of the code and and actually, Ray Foley himself, he started, uh, he was one of my predecessors in the job. And back in the 70s, he started off the Tassie Derby and the Tassie Oaks. So it's just fitting that his race is running, co- in, you know, and coincide with the two finals. So no, it's, a, it's a special night there. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing the three races get underway. Fantastic. Oh, well, we, uh, let's hope we have a bit of luck finding a winner there. And good luck with the night, Brennan. We'll chat to you again next week. 
Boys, thanks very much. Have a good punt on the weekend. And uh, as we always say, gamble responsibly. That's it. Brandon and Ryan with all the Greyhound news over there in Tassie. And they've got a big meeting on Monday night. So don't miss it. Uh, make sure you have a bet there. Let's uh, head to the news. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have Jamie Cockshut ready to find us some winners for Hobart on Sunday night. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Taz Racing Talk is ready for Jamie Cockshut. He is the man that knows everything about harness racing, and not just in Tassie, but overall. Jamie, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. I tell you what, uh, what about Ben Yole? Trained the last four winners... Trained the last four winners uh, on Sunday night, $9.70, Now, that was a good effort. Yes. YOLO, you only live once, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Ben. <laughs> oh, Ben, was it? Yeah, that was Ben. Ben YOLO. Uh, how good. Hey, uh, Jamie. Before we get into the 10 uh, races in Hobart Sunday, what about your Ds, mate? You would be waking up this morning very satisfied. Yeah, well, I was tuned, I was tuned in yesterday sitting in um, Vietnam. Are you still uh, over there? <laughs> yeah, you still back? over here, mate. Still over. When are you coming uh, back? I'll come back in a few Coming back in a few weeks, mate. Back in a few weeks. <laughs> I thought you were back last <laughs> week. You're still over yeah, there. This is extraordinary. Were you planning on staying over there that long or are you just you're in love? <laughs> Oh, no, you know, like I've got a few business uh, things to say, mate. I'm a bit closer to the Hong Kong Jockey Club being in Vietnam. Yeah. I do a little bit of work with the Hong Kong Jockey Club about some things and um, hopefully, you know, in a few months I can come back here more permanently and um, the borders open up, make it easier to travel to Hong Kong backwards and forwards to Vietnam. Unbelievable. Yeah, it'll be a lot easier, mate. But, um, but yeah, no, I love Vietnam. I've been here many times. I love Hanoi. Just like the lifestyle, pretty laid back, but... Um, I've still got a few business commitments back in Tasmania, so I'll head back there and um, just see how we can work things out. And um, if I can get back over here before the end of the year, I'll be back over here before the end of the year, boys. That's for sure. Have you been covering your expenses while over there on the punt? Yeah, I, I got a good multi up. Um, I had Melbourne last year at five fifty to win the premiership into the Warriors at fifteen dollars to win the NBA title, Brown. Wow. Um, so the demons just keep. Um, just keep making me me smile, mate. I even forgot all about the bet till I looked at some bets that I had on Sportsbet all six months ago because I don't really bet them often. Yeah. And I had a couple in the bet slip and I looked it up and I thought, oh, geez, what's this bet? And uh, oh, yeah, it, was a, it was a double Melbourne into the Golden State Warriors. So when they got up, it was a pretty good bet. I think I got 90 to 1 and I had to reinvest. Um, oh, I had to reinvest a few dollars and I see um, some bookmakers put up $3.80 last week about Melbourne winning this year's flag. And um, after the win last night, well, I'm a bit more bullish and I'm sure they're not $3.80 now, that's for sure. Great punning. Fantastic. I don't know, but plenty of luck in golf, mate. Plenty of luck. <laughs> what, do, what do you got for us in Hobart on Sunday night? Uh, we'll start off race one, number three, Chasing Frankie. She's a pretty nice filly. On they boo, she let up and just got just got lost a little bit, inexperienced, and she got dive bomb laid out wide. Uh, Mark Yo will push forward. He'll find the lead, and I just think she'll go one better, and she'll be winning the first. You know, probably $2.20, 2 30 would be a good bet. Then we head across to race four, number four, Ideal Pace. Um, 
this is a dropping grade for it, to be honest. Should be able to push forward, either sit in the breeze or find the lead. And from there, Rowan Healy will be able to dictate the tempo. And, you know, I'm pretty confident he'll win with the only danger being one drawn out the back called Better and More. But um, I'm pretty keen on ideal pace at, you know, around the 2.20, 2.30 mark as well. Then we'll go over to race eight, number eight, Montana Storm. Um, resumes from a spell, but before a break, it raced in heats of the Easter Cup, taking on the likes of Longfellow, like a wildfire and, and co. This race is a hell of a lot easier. It's just like coming um, over football or coming back to bush football. Um, just take a little bit, bit of luck from inside the second line, but Rowan Hilly is the man for the job, and I'm sure he'll extricate off somewhere and you know, clear running. He'll be too quick for his rollers in the run of the line. And a couple of odds. Um, we'll go to the last two races on the night. Race nine, number six, Stone Cracker. So no luck whatsoever. And it mightn't have any luck again on Sunday night, but it is due. And I just think Ricky Duggan from out there, he'll go back and he'll duck and weave. And, you know, he only needs to be close enough at the top of the straight to get over the top of his rivals. Then we'll go to race 10, number seven, Cynical Jermaine. Drawn wide. Um, Rowan will have to push the button early. And if she happens to zoom across to the pegs, I reckon it's nearly race over and looks a good bet at $5. And a couple of odds, race two, number eight, Ultimate Me. Just going to get a soft run behind the speed. And, you know, she can sprint for 200 metres. Whether that sprint's going to be quick enough to win the race, it's still worth a small play at 20 to 1. And similar to being said about race five, number eight, Midnight Calm. Uh, got taken on in front last time. So being drawn behind the, the pole mark on the second line, going to get a soft trip. We should get 10 or 12 to 1 early. And he's going to give a side as well, boys. Um, the quality for the, the night, first leg will go numbers 2, 8, 10 and 11. Second leg, 7, 11 and 13. Third leg, 2, 5, 6, 7, 11 and 12. And last leg, we'll take number 8, 1 out with Montana Storm. So $36 will give us 50% of the dividend. Beautiful. Good work. Well, uh, we've got Mark Yoll on the line who uh, I'm... Think you're tipping early, aren't you? With Mark Yells on uh, Hobart on Sunday, Mark. Uh, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Yolo. <laughs> How you going, boys? Here we go. Well, uh, mate. I'm telling you, boys, Mark. Mark would be pretty hey. happy too, mate. He's a, he's a one-eyed demon supporter. Yeah, that's right. Very happy. Yeah, well, we'll kick off the night, mate. You, you got a few handy drives for the night. We'll start off with Trace and Frankie. Um, very good run on debut. Just got dive bomb laid out wide. Um, drawn three. I'm sure you'll push forward and find the lead. And um, from there, she's going to take plenty of running down. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. Thumbed it up pretty well in her first run. She um, led and, and copped a little bit of pressure. Like they went 159. And as dead one out wide got her just late. And she did get a little bit lost in front when she sort of kicked away. So I'd expect her to improve off that. And, and she should be really hard to beat. Then we'll go to race three, another one for Mark Riggett. Uh, Buster Byron, uh, just had no luck last time. Had to do too much work and things just didn't work out at all. Draw the second line. This race looks a little bit easier, um, but he has won his two races from the front of the field, so he, you know it's going to be a little bit of wait and see, but with a bit of card into the race and if he you know, gets any luck whatsoever from out there, I reckon he'll take plenty of beating with... You know, his main danger probably drawing a kid on your back, to be honest, Star Rocker, who was pretty good last time, but Buster Byron still looks the one to beat. Yeah, he summed up pretty well again. Um, nothing went right last start, so we'll just uh, put a line through that one. But uh, this will be a good test for him. Um, 
he's not drawn on the front row, so he won't be able to pull in the front. You wouldn't think, and um, he'll uh, he'll be looking to get into the race at some point. But uh, you know, on his rating, he he rates a lot higher than a lot of these horses. Uh, so I'd expect him to be very hard to beat. And then we'll move over, mate. We'll move over to race five. We'll, we'll skip race four because you're on Pop and Pennies. Who's, you're going to have to be a maestro of Pop and Pennies wins, put it that way. But we'll go to race five. You're on one first up for your star where you train yourself, still the destiny. Brings very consistent form across, but has to overcome a horror draw at his first run in the state. Yeah, that's right. He, um, we were lucky. We, we actually bought him before he won in that last race at uh, Ararat, so that was a, a stroke of luck. But, uh, yeah, drawn 13 there on Sunday night, it's going to be very difficult for him. Uh, so I'd just like to see him run a, run a good race and, and then hopefully we can get a bit of draw next time. You might be able to help the panelists out there. You've, you're the regular driver of Miss Lucy, but um, trainer Christian's decided to claim one of this week. Now, she's drawn two, and... Yeah, she's been racing very well. If somehow she can wrestle the lead away from Juna, but she's going to take plenty of uh, beating as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, she's she's been a, a sensation this season. Christian's really found the uh, knack to her, but uh, it'll all depend on the one horse. I think the one horse has enough gate speed to hold her out. But uh, if, if Lucy is able to get to the front, I, I don't think many will get past it. So yeah, she, she's. Worked really hard a couple of starts ago when she found the front, and then she just ran away from them. So I think she'd be hard to beat, but yeah, it depends what happens at the start. And then we'll go over to race six. Another one you trained, um, he was knocking on the door, Buster William. He was very good last time, just got beat by horse that had the soft running behind you. Um, he finds a race that's very winnable. He can do a bit of work in his races, and I reckon this just about looks his race on Sunday night. Yeah, he was very unlucky, if you want to say that, last Sunday night. It was, um, I felt a bit robbed, but anyway, that's racing. We've got to move on. Uh, he's, he's got a bit of a tricky draw here, but uh, his last three runs have all been really, really good. Uh, he ran second in that 154 by Sunny Sands, and then he ran a really good fourth when he had when he sort of missed the start, the start after, and then, yeah, last week did all the work. Uh, if he can work his way into the race, I think he'll be right in to finish his... Uh, yeah, he's really going well, and I expect him to... I nearly took him over to Melbourne, to be honest, this weekend, looking at a 70 to 79. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll, he'll run really well. So out of the four, mate, which one are we going to put out? A few dollars on for the listeners out there that um, can try and show us a little profit for the weekend. Oh, well, you'd have to think uh, Chaser Frankie in the first to be extremely hard to beat. Uh, yeah, so I, I, as long as she's not too short, um, she's probably your safest bet. Uh, well, thanks so much for your, thanks a, a lot, 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 lot for your time, mate. And I just hope that um, that Crakey Freight clears up for Sunday night, mate, so you can saw them horses home up the Hobart Street and you know just let. I hope them D's keep wearing for us, mate, to um, stick it up them people who was riding us off out there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Go the D's. And, Mark, the, the more winners you give Jamie, the longer he's going to stay in Vietnam. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jamie.
There is Mark Yell, and uh, yeah, I think. Uh, what do you reckon that that, well, that first well, one? That I, first I, I one probably two twenty. I weren't in Hobart last week. Yeah, geez, we had some fun, mate. Dark mofo. What a what a city. I'll probably open up two dollars two twenty, but it'll probably. Yeah, well, you, you got to remember, mate, people bag David Walsh down, mate, but what David Walsh has done for Tasmania is astronomical. And as a lot of people out know, he's, he's the best mate of the world's biggest professional gambler in Gelco. And, um, you know, what they've built out there at Mona and the Dark Mopar and that, what they do, mate, is um, nothing can replace the value they've added to Tasmania and the tourism sector. And uh, I just wish the uh, state government would propose that casino Walshy wants to build next to Mona because it would just even add more value to the state. Yeah, well, sounds good. Well, Jamie, you enjoy the sun. Uh, have a good time. Best of luck for the weekend. I am going Eagle Farm, the Tats Cup, race four, number two, Estefini. Uh, I reckon it'll be hard to beat. So the horse from Hungary, it's they look like a bunch of gazumpers, and I reckon it'll outlast Well, you, you are due, Sammy. What about you, Brian? I know. Uh, I know. Belmont, race nine, number four, the Simon Miller trained it's a Ray Day, around 270, should be getting the job done in the last over in the West. All right. Well, uh, well, that's perfect there, mate. I'll tune in set, um, Saturday afternoon in, in the handle, mate, and have a few dollars on It's a Ray Day because I know the horse pretty well and it does go. It's a nice time, that's for sure. Well, good luck, boys, and enjoy the weekend, and um, hopefully the weather warms up in Melbourne for you, Brownie, because... I've been sitting in 38 and 40 degrees days over here, which, which I don't like, to be honest. <laughs> Good on you, Jamie. Thanks, we'll man. catch you next week. We'll catch you next week. There is Jamie Cockshut with all the harness racing news over there in Tassie. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, Tommy Hackett, Mr. Ladbrokes, we'll have a chat to him. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Here in Taz Racing Talk as they are rounding the bend at Tamworth for race two, but Tommy Hackett is on the line. Try all new Labbrokes mates mode today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tommy, how's the weekend looking? Well, it's going to be a, a big weekend, Sammy. I like we've got a rare Sunday meeting at Launceston. We get used to these Sundays at Devonport, but I do get a little bit excited when there's a, a Sunday meeting at Launceston. And there are some interesting races, as there always are in uh, Tassie at, at this time of year. Race four is an interesting race. We've got a, a lot of horses on debut here, a couple of uh, decently bred gallopers as well. But the horse I've sort of had my eye on in Tassie for a while is the record doesn't suggest that much. In fact, zero wins from six race starts this horse, but there's something about this horse that has drawn me in. I think it can win a maiden and then go on and really improve and win better races than this. It's race four, number one, Alpine Assault. First up the other day at a massive price. I backed it each way. You know what happens then, Sammy, it runs fourth. <laughs> but uh, it'll uh, it'll take good improvement from that performance, and it certainly won't be 100 to 1 on uh, on this Sunday. So it's a horse to keep an eye out for because I'm confident it's got more ability than uh, its uh, overall record suggests. The feature race, though, race six at Launceston, the Delarain Cup, and only a small field, but some of the, the best horses in Tasmania are in action. Newhart, Blaze Force, Take the Sit, 
And take the sips of horse uh, I like here. Uh, seven wins from 19 race starts. It's just a winner, this horse. Uh, Bill Ryan has always had it ticking over quite nicely. It's got a great record at Launceston. Great record this track and distance. Three wins and a second from this track and distance. Will definitely be better for this run, but I think they've got to, they'll have it fairly forward for this race. And I, I just think Take the Sit on its best form is the best horse in this race and will be very tough to beat. But looking forward to seeing Newhart back in action as well for Barry Campbell because we know he's a, a genuine black-type horse on his day. Lastly, in the last race as well, want to go out a winner with always a winner. Race eight, number one, always a winner. Has been thereabouts in recent starts. It's definitely gone to another level, this preparation. But another horse that just races really well at Launceston. Nine race starts at Launceston. Only missed the placings twice. It'll make its own luck here from barrier four, always a winner. So I think that will help us finish the day as a winner. Tommy, what time did you finish up Tuesday night? You were in town for some meetings and we did catch up for just a beer or two. Uh, I left very early. Were you um, in good, good form? No, Brown Dog, you did leave nice and early. No, we, we kept things pretty measured. Like, I, they, they definitely, when we were staying at the Crown, so, you know, if you're staying at the Crown, it, it'd be rude not to have a, a little bit of a dabble on the casino floor. So, had a little bit of a dabble, a little bit of a, little bit of a win, and, but then still uh, nice and fresh for the early flight home on, on Wednesday. So I, think, I think we played it perfectly right. We took advantage of the, uh, the time away from home, but wasn't silly enough that we were regretting it on Wednesday morning. Good man. There is Tommy Hackett. Thanks, Tommy. Best of luck for the weekend. Thanks, boys. Good luck, punters. Lad broke it to, together with Mates Mode. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's get our last break out of the way. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Are in the home stretch now. Uh, Dog looks like a really good meeting there uh, for Sunday at Launceston, and yeah, I think uh, there'll be some. Uh, well, obviously that uh, the horse in horse of the year in Tassie uh, going to be good to see him go around uh, again. He's yep. he's going to you know kicking off the preparation. So uh, that is Newhart and Brennan Ryan's got some uh, uh, a really good meeting with the Oaks and, and the Derby on, on Monday night at Launceston. Yeah, some some outstanding greyhound racing and uh, and obviously, yeah, looking forward to the the, the races being back at Lon, Launceston. Um, haven't been there since Good Friday, so it's it's been given a nice rest. The grass should be in mint condition and um, hopefully we can uh, find some winners and keep maybe, maybe Jamie Cockshut might live in um, <laughs> Vietnam. Uh, Park up. Park up. <laughs> the way he's going. He's just a... You know you're going well when you forget that you've had a bet and it lobs at 90 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> it's outstanding. Love it. Well, we've got uh, trackside. After the news, we're going to have a chat to uh, Lee Dalton from Palmer Bet. Get the latest news on uh, what is well backed today. And then we're going to get into finding some winners. For, uh, we've got Ballarat. We've got Rocky. We've got Tamworth and Canberra.